بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد We were discussing the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how uh, Imam Muhasibi was saying that if you continue perpetually with the remembrance of Allah you will gain his closeness I mentioned yesterday as well at a program that um, we constantly speak about speak about loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being close to him but that sounds like a theory and a concept that we don't really how to put into action we think you have to people have various different ideas of how that may be achieved but as I mentioned that it was just aside from your fara'id and generally avoiding haram and impermissible things and if somebody does then you make toba and you feel guilty about it aside from that what we really really need is to have a regimen of dhikr which we're supposed to be doing you know a bit of istighfar a bit of salawat a bit of quran reading a bit of private meditation time with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is really what helps to keep the inside warm and recharged Otherwise, you don't feel the closeness because then our salat and everything else that we do become just a routine. That's the problem with it. And it's guaranteed that anybody who does these things with some kind of concentration, these extra things, for about three or four weeks, the condition of your heart will start changing. I mean, it's empirical science. It's it's simple. It's straightforward. It's just about making sure you do it with some kind of concentration course concentration some kind at least some amount of con- the more concentration the greater the benefit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unseen and hence our physical actions are physical actions but it's really the the heartfelt actions that are really going to connect us with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it has to have a spirit inside it in the way it's done so we were going through the benefits that dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, provides so I'll just mention a few more here. <clears throat> He's saying, wa It's the most simplest form of worship. You don't have to do anything physical for it. You can just say it with your tongue, say it in your heart. Yet it is the most superior of those forms. It is the plantation of paradise. Every dhikr we do, every tasbih we read, it gives us something in place of it in Jannah. And of course, this doesn't have to be said, but it's an additional point, which is that it protects the person from forgetting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you do dhikr, of course, it's going to protect you from forgetting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but that in itself is an objective. Because Allah speaks about those people who forget Him. Nasullah fa'ansahum anfusahum. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made them forget themselves. Forget themselves, they forget themselves in the sense that they don't really know what's beneficial for themselves. So they may be well aware of themselves in terms of their worldly self, but their real self of the hereafter, they've they're totally oblivious to that. They have no time for it. وَيَعُمُّ الْأَوْقَاتُ وَالْأَحْوَالُ وَلَيْسَ شَيْءٌ مِّنَ الطَّاعَاتِ مِثْلَهُ 
And another thing is that dhikr can dhikr spans all times and states. You could be lying down and as Allah mentions actually in praise that those who remember Allah standing, sitting and on their sides. So it's not even bad adab that if you're lying down, you remember Allah subhanahu. You don't have to be sitting in a particular place. Somebody's lazy and doesn't pray his salat standing, that's lazy, that's wrong. Because that ritual worship requires standing, prostration. But just dhikr in general is supposed to be made so easy that you can do it at any time. That's the whole idea of it. And there is nothing of any other worship similar to it. It is also the nur of the servant in his dunya, in his qabr, and on the day that he will be gathered. This will work as a light. Because in this world, it works. how does it work, to work as a light in this world? The more thicker you do, the more discerning you become of what's good for you and what's bad for you. So there's less chance of... There's basically less chance of us making wrong decisions. You could still make wrong decisions, but at the end of the day, you know what's beneficial for you, what's harmful for you. So it gives you a healthy approach to things in the dunya, spiritually healthy approach to things in the dunya. Of course, in the grave, it's a light because it will provide uh, the door to the, the, the window to paradise and it won't be dark. And then on the day of judgment, you need it because the only light there will be the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَبِهِ تَخْرُجُ أَعْمَالُ الْعَبْدِ وَأَقْوَالُهُ وَلَهَا نُورُ You could do deeds. You know, you could make your salat and you could do lots of other things, which are deeds, which many of us do, especially the practicing people do. But if you have no dhikr, then these acts have no light in them. They're lifeless forms. الْأَعْمَالُ سُوَرٌ كَائِنَةٌ They're just forms, existing forms. Which we know, we, we go to the ground, we bow, to the, we bow on the ground, we read Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. But if we don't have remembrance of Allah in any of these things, then it doesn't have a light. And this is the essence of wilaya. If you want closeness and friendship with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, then there's no way, no way you can get it without remembering Allah. The more you remember Allah, the more Allah will take care of you. Because wilaya means to take care of someone. That's what it means to be a wali of Allah, to be friend and take care, to be in the care. وَطَرِيقُهَا It's the path to wilaya. If we can't even do a hundred istighfar in the morning and evening, hundred durush sharif in the morning and evening, what kind of dhikr do we expect? What kind of wilaya do we expect? When do we expect this path and this door to be opened up to us? وَيُزِيلُ خَلَّةَ الْقَلْبِ It removes the... It removes the problems of the heart, the, the dust and everything else that settles there from the bad things that we see. Not just dust, but the smears, the, the blotches, the paint of everything else that we see that paint our hearts. It will dissipate the cares, concerns, griefs and worries of the heart. How do you think it's going to do that? You've got to worry in your heart about something that is concerning. You do dhikr and it's supposed to remove it. That sounds like a great idea, but how? Well, the reason is that if you, if you think about a grief or a worry, it's a mental state, isn't it? It's a state of being. 
People go through hardships. But the way one person reacts to a hardship is very different from another person, how they react. A person who has a lot of support behind them fares much better in dealing with hardships than a person who is alone. Imagine a person who's alone in this country, no friends, no family, and they go through something as simple as a complicated pregnancy. I mean, that's quite, you know, and it's their first pregnancy. It's very complicated for that family. What's going to happen, go hospital, this, that and that, that is difficult. Well, let's just say that one, some part of your family is in hospital, your mother, your father or somebody. If you're alone, it's going to be very difficult because you feel helpless. Because you, you, uh, uh, every individual has many other things to do. Somebody becoming sick and going, you go, having to go to hospital or whatever the case is, is abnormal. It's not, it's not the normal routine of your day. What about your work? What about everything else that you need to take care of? When you have support and everybody shares in that support, then you psychologically just feel more in control and better and that you don't feel so let down, so depressed. Likewise, if a person has in his heart that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there, all of this is happening for a reason. Because this question still remains, why is this happening like this? And some people go to the extreme of saying, was it only me that Allah found to do this thing to? Right? All the world's musibah comes upon me. There's some crazy people who say these things. Now when you understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you remember Him and you begin to love Him, He will give you openings in that make you feel much more comfortable and better because your trust will be there. That is why Allah, Allah is there. He helps, He helps. So it's just about feeling support, feeling that somebody is there to take care of you. And that's why Ibn Abbas says that when you, um, if you are mindful of Allah, Allah will be mindful of you. If you are mindful of Allah, Allah will be mindful of you. The difficulty may remain. The difficulty may remain. But your control of it, the way you react to it, is going to be so different from the other person. It's going to be so. You're going to be in control. You're going to take this as muhasaba, as a means of earning reward for the sovereign patience by which you have to deal with this. Numerous ways that you'll be able to fit in this much better. Then he says, وَيُنَبِّهُ الْقَلْبَ مِن نَوْمِهِ it, Dhikr wakes the heart up from its sleep. It awakens the heart from its sleep. It's sleep of ghafla, he's saying. We're very much awake, um, externally doing everything, running around, getting things done, achieving, attaining things. But when it comes to the heart, there's no focus on it whatsoever. وَيُثْمِرُ الْمَعَارِفَ وَالْأَحْوَالَ الْجَلِيلَةِ And of course then, once you get into the dhikr, then it will provide you the fruits of various states of knowing. Various states of knowing Allah. You get to understand Allah much better. Ma'arif. Ma'arifa is knowing Allah. The more we know Him, Meaning, how the more we know him, the more characteristics of his we'll recognize. The more we will see him around us, his, his hands in everything that happens. We will see his subtle uh, planning. All of these are ma'arif. 
Right? You will see the beauty of Allah in places. You'll see the jalal and majesty of Allah. You will see the assistance of Allah. You'll see the mercy of Allah. Before these things may have been around, but you never noticed them. And thus you never thanked Allah. Now you'll start seeing all of these things. Well, al jalila and give you it'll, it will give rise to great states, states of the heart where you feel much better. And it's a fact that anybody who remembers someone else is considered to be close to them. Like anybody watching, somebody's always speaking about the iPhone, you know, the a particular car make or model or whatever, then it must be very close. So it'd be nice to for people to say that, hey, this is a man of Allah. You know, what better characteristic and description can you have to that? And say, man, the guy's infatuated with iPhone. She's infatuated with her handbags or whatever the case is. Or iPhones for that matter, because women do that as well. Right? Now, rather have our, have our association with Allah. You know, for somebody to say, man, he is infatuated with Allah. That's what he thinks about, that's what he talks about. And if people don't see it, the angels will see it at least. And Allah will see it. Wallahu <clears throat> ma'ahu. The dhakir is close to his, uh, the, the rememberer is close to the remember, his remembered one, and Allah is with him. And the most honorable of creation to Allah is man la yazalu lisanuhu rataban min dhikrillah. The one whose tongue is constantly moist with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And again, that doesn't have to be with tasbihat, though that is probably the highest form. But even speaking about Allah, bringing Allah into conversations. Yes, inshallah, we will do that. Yeah, Allah will take care of things. God bless you. You know. وَهُوَ يُزِيلُ قَسْوَةَ الْقُلُوبِ أو قَسْوَةَ الْقَلْبِ It removes the hardness that comes upon the heart. It removes that, it eliminates that hardness. It softens the heart. When the heart is hard, it doesn't take in anything. It's not porous. So what dhikr does is that it makes it porous to the anwar, the lights from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It also attracts the bounties of Allah. It attracts the bounties of Allah and it repels that it repels the calamities. And then a few other things that happen is Wayujibu Salatullahi wa Malaikati wa Malaik Salatullahi wa Malaikatihi See, anybody who remembers Allah, then Allah remembers him, and the angels pray for them. So what it will do is it will necessitate Allah sending blessings, because Allah, salat of Allah, means the blessings that he sends. And his angels, they will pray, they will praise this person. وَمَجَالِسُ الذِّكْرِ مَجَالِسُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَرِيَاضُ الْجَنَّةِ And any gathering of dhikr are the gatherings of dhikr are the gatherings of angels and they are the gardens of paradise. And that's what we try to do every two weeks. 
that a majlis just completely, completely dedicated to the remembrance of Allah. You know, not for any other kind of dars, not for any other, because alhamdulillah we have those things. But unfortunately we don't have majalis of dhikr. You know, among all of the classes that are taught, fiqh and tafsir and everything, masajids have tafsir classes, you know, kind of fiqh classes. But how many gatherings of dhikr do we have? And in the middle period during Islamic history, you had, you had many, because there were many, many uh, practitioners of spirituality in that sense. And they felt it was important to have a gathering of dhikr. Today, if you have a gathering of dhikr, you have to justify it. You have to justify it that, yes, this is okay, because it seems so abnormal for people to be sitting together and doing some kind of dhikr, even if silently. Right? And if you do it loudly, it freaks people out. Right? How many times we've had to deal with somebody saying, what are they doing inside there? Right? But even silent, because people aren't used to it. Yet, Majlis al-Dhikr is Riyadh al-Jannah, as mentioned by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this, a, this little gathering we have every few weeks, you know, to make that a place for angels and a Riyadh al-Jannah. <coughs> In fact, what he's saying now is that وَجَمِيعُ الْعَمَالِ إِنَّمَا شُرِعَتْ لِإِقَامَةِ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى All actions, every action that we have is, has been legislated to establish the remembrance of Allah, to institute the remembrance of Allah. أَقِمِ الصَّلَاةَ لِذِكْرِ Establish prayer for my remembrance. But we establish prayer, we don't remember Allah in there. That's why we have to have this other regimen that helps us to be focused. So it's not just in Salat. Unfortunately, our primary focus of Salat becomes fulfilling the certain conditions, fiqhi rulings and so on, which are important. So then we forget the dhikr element of it because that's the most difficult element of the God. It's easy to learn Salat. But it's very difficult to learn Salat in terms of what is supposed to be gained by it. وَأَفْضَلُ كُلِّ أَهْلِ عَمَلٍ أَكْثَرُهُمْ فِيهِ لِلَّهِ ذِكْرًا The most superior of the people of any action, you know, like salat, performers, or whatever, right? the, most superior, uh, the, the sup most superior of them is going to be the one who remembers Allah most in there. So, all the people of Salat who do lots of Salat, the one who's going to be the superior among them is the one who does the most dhikr. The most dhikr is going to have a better Salat. His Salat is going to be full of dhikr. So it's not a mutually exclusive thing that you do dhikr and no Salat. But the more dhikr you do, the more Salat, which is the, the, the place for dhikr, will become more, will become better. وَإِدَامَةُ الذِّكْرِ تَنُوبُ مَنَابَ كَثِيرٍ مِّنَ الطَّاعَاتِ الْبَدَنِيَّةِ وَالْمَالِيَّةِ وَالْمُرَكَّبَةِ مِنْهُمَا Constantly engaged, engaging in dhikr will, can stand in the place of numerous bodily worships, uh, worships, uh, monetary worships and the combined worships of the two. 
a person is constantly in the dhikr of Allah, sometimes it could be higher than many uh, sadaqah and other worships that we do, relief work and all the rest of it. But the best is that to train yourself and then to do all of those works and thus fill them with dhikr as well. So you have sadaqah that is full of sincerity. You have relief work that is full of ikhlas and sincerity. That's really what we want at the end of it. So these are not mutually exclusive things. Okay, a few more. No doubt, no doubt. Remembrance of Allah is going to assist you in worshipping Allah, in obedience to Allah. If you're sitting down doing dhikr and remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're not going to miss prayer. You're not going to miss your fast. You're going to think, I mean, I'm doing something nafil and optional. That gives me so much pleasure. Why can't I do what's faraid? which I did, dealt with earlier, which is that it will facilitate and ease all difficulty. How you deal with it, your confidence in dealing with it will increase. It will make matters easy to deal with. Because when you understand the fleeting nature of this world, and the real world is of the hereafter, then if you don't gain something that you went out to gain, they say, okay, big deal. It wasn't going to really help me in the hereafter anyway. And it was nice to have, but if I don't get it, it's okay. Allah will give me something else. Uh, it gives the person remembering, it gives him a strength in his heart and in his body. The body follows the heart. If you have strength in your heart, your body will follow. You'll be a lot more confident, generally speaking. So I think that's a lot too. But the main thing is that we must become regular. Miss a few days and miss you know, a few occasions, that's understandable, but there has to be a regular timing. And you know, the best way to do dhikr is to have a regular timing in which it's not an arbitrary time. It's when I wake up, this is the first thing I must do. Okay, sometimes you might wake up late. So maybe you, know, you can do a bit or even miss that day or try to make up later. But on a general basis, there must be a time when it's for nothing else. Why should it be secondary that you'll try to fit it in? It needs to be primary. And you will find out eventually. And start from a bit. It doesn't have to start from one hour. That's too much to, you know, that's very difficult for people who are very busy to throw in one hour and sacrifice an hour of other things because busy people probably have all of their time accounted for already. So start with 10 minutes. But then move on to a good 20 minutes. If you don't have 20 minutes, it's not, there's no maza in it. Because, you know, five minutes dhikr, you don't even get into it. There's no warm-up. I mean, there's a warm-up in everything. You have to get inside, relax, sit down, get focused. And then you start seeing something. Then you'll go off track again, and then you have to get back into it. So if you do muraqaba even for, for five minutes, then it's over and you haven't done much. If you do it for 10 minutes, then you'll have... You know, a good one minute or two minutes and then you get distracted and get yourself back on. And you have another one or two minutes of good stuff. So at least within that you'll have a good period. But if you're just going to sit down five minutes, jalli, 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 and when is the time up and then you just leave. So you need, you know, like just start with 15-20 minutes a day. And then at least have half an hour of dhikr minimum. Or whether that be the last part before you go to sleep. So if it is... And you dedicate that time before you go to sleep. You sleep at 11 o'clock, half 10 is my dhikr time. You sleep at half 11, 11 o'clock is my dhikr time. Some days you'll be very, very tired. You may fall asleep. 
but that's fine just do it the next day but have a time in which it's dedicated time for this otherwise you're going to be struggling all your life you're going to say i don't i don't i can't do it i can't Allah do it i can't do it and it's not going to happen sayyidina muhammad wa barik wa sallam subhanallah al-ali al-a'la al-wahhab oh allah we ask you for your mercy oh allah we ask you for your rahmah we ask you for your compassion Allah, we ask you for your forgiveness. Oh Allah, we ask that you don't let any of us return here without complete forgiveness. Oh Allah, grant our hearts taqwa and purity. Oh Allah, grant us closeness to you. Oh Allah, grant us people around us, community around us that is conducive for your worship and your obedience. Oh Allah, we run into difficulties day in and day out. We ask you for assistance. We ask you for help. We ask you for tawfiq. Oh Allah, we ask you for your care. Oh Allah, oh Allah, we ask that you open up our path to you. Oh Allah, grant us, grant us those around us that assist us in worshipping you. Oh Allah, protect us and our children. Oh Allah, protect us and our progeny until the day of judgment. Oh Allah, remove the difficulties that face us in worshipping you. Oh Allah, we ask you for a complete cure from both our spiritual and physical illnesses. Oh Allah, those of those of us or those that we know who are ill and Ismail mothers who is in, in hospital. Allah, we ask you for a quick and complete relief with afia. Oh Allah, we ask for, because you are the Shafi, you are the giver of cure. Oh Allah, everything comes from you. Oh Allah, it's all in your hands. Oh Allah, we ask that you remove these illnesses, remove these problems, remove these difficulties and O oh Allah grant complete shifa, complete cure to both Ismail's mother and to many many other people that we know who are sick and who are ill grant relief to our brothers and sisters around the world O oh Allah who are suffering persecution and O oh Allah those who have just had a child O oh Allah grant them barakah and blessing in their children make them the gladness of their eyes, make them the coolness of their eyes make them open up the door of wilayat for them and O oh Allah, grant them protection and all of our children protection. O oh Allah, we ask you for your help. We ask you for your mercy, your compassion. O oh Allah, we have many sins, many sins that we continue to commit that keep us away from remembering you, that make it difficult for us to worship you. O oh Allah, that make it <clears throat> a big task and with great difficulty to remember you. O oh Allah, grant us times in our day grant us the heart that will allow will that that will remember you that will find it easy to remember you oh allah that will make it easy for us to remember you grant us love of obedience in our hearts and the hatred of disobedience in our heart oh allah grab us by the forelocks and put us on the right path and to do the right things Oh Allah, grant us blessing in all the permissible projects that we have, permissible ambitions and goals we have. Oh Allah, make us useful people. Oh Allah, make us beneficial people. Oh Allah, make us beneficial people. Oh Allah, grant us the ability to assist others. Oh Allah, grant us the ability to help others. And oh Allah, whatever projects we have in front of us, allow us to fulfill them properly. Oh Allah, grant us a halal and lawful income. Oh Allah, grant us a good life. Oh Allah, with taqwa, with iman. Oh Allah, grant the, us the final kalima, la ilaha illallah, on our deathbeds. And oh Allah, grant us a long life on iman and health. Oh Allah, grant us a long life on iman and health. And oh Allah, any difficult situations we're having, difficulty in our lives, oh Allah, remove them. Oh Allah, remove them. Allow us to do the right things. Allow us to do the right things. Allow us to do the right things. 
Oh Allah, make the best moment of our life the moment that we stand in front of you and grant your abundant blessings on our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.